What is the word, man? You are now tuned in and listening to the Progression Through Perspective podcast, and I am your host, Johnny D. Man, first thing, first, the intentions of this podcast is for the means to enlighten and stimulate intellectually amongst the topics of society, self-improvement, current events, and the questions that we pond on but have no answers to, and which we will eventually find by integrating our perspective and putting two and two together, sometimes three and three. This podcast will be for the people who seek the answer and want to know the why of life. Don't worry, I'm going to situate you. Some of these discussions will touch the root of our issues that we are suffering from inside. And we will learn how to come from that within some ways of my perspectives. And, you know, hopefully I have some other people on here that want to share theirs as well through their personal stories and events. Every session is planned to be meaningful with the hopes of you leaving with something that you can apply to within everyday life, however you decide. All I ask is for us to use our attention spans as adults so that we can listen to understand and not listen to respond. I'm going to repeat that slowly. I said so that we can listen to understand and not listen to respond. But before we get into what we're going to get into, I want to thank Anchor for providing the most simplistic way of starting your own podcast, in which it is available in your app store right now. So if that's something you want to do, go ahead and download Anchor. Also, shout out to T. Swain and the Stay Rational Podcast for putting me on with this. Check this podcast out, man. It's filled with a lot of messages that will benefit you. Now, I spoke on social media. The discussion today would be about how to deal with unavoidable situations, the root of why people are easily defensive, and the perspective behind one of the most deceitful emotions as a human being, which is jealousy. This will further explain how this leads to our fear of failure, the uncertainty of finding our purpose, and the stuff that we need to take to be able to do that. Look, I promise you, if there's something that you are looking for within the reason of what I just named, you're going to find it after this. All I ask is that you be patient and listen to the God-given perspective that I will provide today. Let's make it make sense. With that being said, let us begin. So how do we deal with an unavoidable situation? And by that, I mean like a situation as to where you have no choice but to encounter it every day. From my perspective, I feel as if it is to be accepted that it'll happen anyway. So why run from it or despise it? It's all within your dealing of the situation. It is more so of the question as to why don't you want to deal with it? Or why put yourself in a situation as to where it will bother you to be in a place where you're miserable of the unavoidable anyways. It is self-torture. Why deal with something or someone that you got a fake enjoyable emotions with? You chipping at your authentic self by doing that. Instead, you should step back and ponder on why do you consistently allow this to happen to yourself? Is it something that's being given that you can't find nowhere else? I mean, does this situation remind you of an unresolved situation that you haven't dealt with with something or someone else? I mean, it could be a confidence thing. Maybe you're scared that you won't find better than what you're scared to let go. I mean, this can be applied within multiple ways and in multiple situations. Shit, it may be guilt. In which that case, then it would be understandable. But what do you feel guilty about, though? You feel me? I mean, guilt can come in different forms. Guilt in a way of knowing that you played a part in someone's shortcoming or something or not doing something in a controllable situation that goes against your principles and now you feel like it's unfixable. 
There's also the guilt of being successful. We are all not aware of that. <laughs> I mean, well, for some, and within those few, they are usually being manipulated by someone who's expressed jealousy in a noticeable way, but they may not want to call it out due to the relation between that individual. Maybe it's family, associates, or a close friend. But I got a question, man. So how does this happen, though? I mean, you would think somebody who's seen where you started to where you are now will clap for you, but they got the thought of clapping at you. Why is it? From my perspective, it may be that you accelerated in a way as to where they may feel like you left them behind with no offer of help. When you acknowledge your own accomplishments, they may take it as if you're not being humble, but what do you do to unhumble people? This all leads to them becoming defensive, in which it's actually not what it seems to be, you feel me? I actually believe that defensive people are still facing a lot of trauma, whether it's from them being bullied, abused, having confusion of not knowing what's going on as far as them being teased, or somebody, you know, sneak dissing them or something like that, or simply not holding the position of the control of power. This is also for the people that don't want to listen as well. They have a hard time of living out of the position of the ego because of uh, the possibility of them being vulnerable. They may be afraid that somebody will expose the thought of what they may think about themselves, in which we all have this issue in some way. I feel like the best way to approach it is to be directly involved with wanting to find the root issue of which we have uncertainty, uncertainty and unclarity of. Within all this comes from the lostness of self-knowing, man. Learning the things that are made for the type of person you are will decimate any uncertainty that you got about yourself. And the process only can begin by acknowledging the many flaws that we all will experience at some point in life. And so from there, learning who we are, what our preferred interests are, learning what our passions are and to what our purpose is, we'll start striving in a way that we are not used to That'll be because you found your purpose. But from what it is regarding our purpose, we'll get to that. We got to first strengthen our fear of failure. That will be crucial towards our success of finding out our purpose. So how do we approach our fear of failure? How do we initiate that conversation with ourselves? I personally don't feel much other than God. I mean at all because I believe that fear is an illusion. It is all imagination. Fear is not real because there's a variety of thoughts of what could happen. And we as people sometimes fall into these thoughts. But danger is real, so use your wisdom with your decisions. I want to take this moment to let y'all into a personal experience as to how I developed my fear of failure, how I realized there was the fear of failure, what I learned from that, and my outcome of getting over my fear of failure. I feel as if this was the pinnacle of my life because I was now free to risk taking. I personally don't even mind being the first one to do anything no more because I can only learn from this experience and the lessons that I learned may be for someone else. I have a perspective that for everything that I fail at, it was for the lesson of my nephew, my son, my niece, my daughter, or whoever may run into these situations. I can explain to them of what I learned, the do's and the don'ts of that situation. And because this will give them insight before they go into that similar situation that I've been in. That is an act of selflessness in my eyes. You feel me? 
And what better way to show that to the people you love? So why not me? What make me so special that I cannot be the person to take this risk? I mean, I know how to bounce back and I trust myself. This is how you find purpose, but we'll talk about that within a few more minutes of this session. Now, as for my development of my fear of failure, it was deep-rooted as a child in my childhood. And I failed at a level in school at age eight or nine, but that's just the situation. The origin of my failure came from the feeling of embarrassment as a child. In other words, I have never been embarrassed before to this degree. It was more so the fact of not being where I was supposed to be. I mean, and even though it turned out well, eventually, throughout the year, I just adjusted and buried it. This stayed with me into my adulthood, in which I then would develop anxiety due to making sure that I'd never fail again. And so I became a perfectionist without knowing it. Perfectionism is extremely hard to catch. I want to interact with everybody who's listening this far. Search up perfectionism on Google and see if you have these traits. I mean, some of you got anxiety, but y'all don't know where it come from. Especially if you have been criticized for not doing something right as a child consistently. Once again, we're going to talk about that within a few more episodes to come. I'll be emphasizing on the emotions of children. So I gained my perspective from the day I built my niece a die house. It had actual paws to it as if it was a real house. And at the base of that house, there was a screw missing. I did not go back looking for no screw because I felt as if it would not have mattered. And the house would just be all right without one screw. I mean, it's just a screw. But as I built this house, I failed to realize that the pieces were still loose. And I built over that hole, and the screw was supposed to go in there. But when the house was done, it seemed to be steady from the appearance, but throughout time, it started to break down more and more, day by day. And after noticing what the issue was, I dreaded taking down this damn house for a screw. But how else could I get the house to balance without it? When screwing the house, I realized how badly I built it anyways, and eventually I would have to do that if I cared about having a complete house. So in a way, I was glad that I did it, you know, because I was seeing what I needed to see. And so it became obvious what needed to be seen. Sometimes the hardest part of going back is initiating the start of going back to our past, to the root of an issue. It is usually during that walk backwards that we pick up some other pieces that were damaged. It's too much. I look forward. It already happened. Those are some of the words that I personally heard we're having this conversation in person with people, but honestly, what are you afraid of? Literally think about that. What is it that you feel? How can it worsen your situation as to where you are now? I personally feel like these questions are initiated with help. They can initiate the process of finding our purpose with a clear conscience. So how do we find our purpose? What is it? Purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists. What do you believe you were created or put into existence? What do you bring to the people around you? What is it that is naturally drawn to your mind? Within these questions, you will find out a lot more about yourself as asked with the intentions of initiating the process of finding purpose from our perspective.
I believe curiosity is the foundation of learning about anything that you want to know about. Curiosity urges you to investigate in something that you cannot stop searching for until you have a certain answer for it. Through searching for these, you'll learn about what it is that you're curious about. You will explore those things to see if your thoughts are aligned with the actions of what you have an idea about. If enjoyed, you'll develop a fiery passion for it. And then when you fail, <laughs> you will want to know what you did wrong so it can be corrected. And questions to yourself about yourself will produce any answers that you desire. It is all within the question itself that you ask. What do you want to know about yourself? What answers do you seek that you can never figure out about yourself? Man, in 2018 was the final straw for my football career. What I thought was my purpose had came to an end. And I was, you know, just living life because what is there else for me to do? I mean, what else am I good at? Whenever I envision myself doing something worth my while to my perspective, it would be involved with me having a stadium full of fans, bright lights, financial stability for my children, a beautiful wife, a mansion, and you know the life that we all within our imagination have or what we think the peak is. With this still in mind, without evidence of progression, I felt stuck. No matter what I did, there was nothing coming from it, especially the way I envisioned it. No amount of working out, no amount of studying or anything, it was just not happening. The feeling of, it, of being stuck and the unpredictability led me to being depressed. I was in full depression. I was not prepared for life after football because I have never been in a situation as to where I had to live without having a perch as a student athlete. The change of life was not the easiest to acclimate to. Well, before this, I never had a legit job, so the process of all that was new to me. My approach within the plan was strictly for the basis of money and survival and nothing else. I didn't really care because it wasn't something that I wanted to do by choice. So look, I finally got hired at this carpenting company, right? But the pay was compensation. I ain't even had no car, and what you needed a car, but fortunately I shared one with my sister who let me borrow a car off. It was not until a month after, during what would be my last session with a client who was like an older lady. She looked real familiar to me, but it ain't nothing behind that because I ain't never see her again, but what she said is what stuck to me. She had told me for every job that I go into, look for what is supposed to be learned from this situation and take it as something in a life lesson, and then your next chapter going to be released. I ain't get it at first, but within time, I pondered on it. And now I understand. And from that day forth, it unlocked the potential of what we call identifying purpose. And knowing your purpose within the beginning is kind of confusing because what you are good at is not always your purpose. But I personally feel like purpose is something that comes natural to you. So how do we determine this? You got to take risks. Taking risks is the language of entrepreneurship, honestly. This is almost every major entrepreneur have taken extreme risk for their vision and companies because of the faith that they had in it, being what they knew it would be, and the time that was put into their projects. It's shown. Like, let's look at the stories of Oprah Winfrey, Mark Cuban, Jeff Bezos, 
Vera Wang, Ariana Huffington, just to name a few people, they all had something in common. They were all doubted and expected to fail based on somebody else's opinion. You should never, ever let somebody else's doubt flatten your opportunity or progression because it is their insecurities, not yours. Never be afraid to take risks because if you do fail, you just learn and you reset. I mean, many of us are afraid to restart because we do not want to repeat the process of getting back to where we just was and had a potential of failing again. But in my perspective, knowing this and still going through with the ideas that you have to repeat it, it's what makes specific entrepreneurs into what they are. This is what separates them from everybody else, especially in noticeable ways. That is the only difference between them and you. The willingness to keep going when things get hard. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance of any situation you're going to, so why not bet on yourself to make it through? Do you not trust yourself? If so, why not? Bishop T.D. Jakes made a reference as far as numbers within a progression scale. He has said, for every level we restart, you can be a number one and make it to a 10. 10 being the highest of that group. Now, when we move from a 10 to 11, we are one within a group of 20. Instead, we get comfortable with being a 10 in a group of smaller numbers that nothing gets better because of the fear of starting over. But your restart may be another level of qualification. If that went over your head, then I urge you to, you know, take time and just re-listen to what I just said and apply however you decide to. T. Swain, the owner of Stay Rational Podcast, identified purpose as something that you would do for free for the rest of your life. What is it that you will do for the rest of your life? What is it that you're always excited to do? I mean, it could be something simple, it could be something complex, or only comprehensible for you. You will do it free of charge, simply out of love for that. Marcus Aurelius. A Roman emperor and a stoic philosopher had once said this about purpose. It's actually one of my favorite things. He said, uh, at dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I got to go to work as a human being, but what do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for? The things for which I was brought into the world to do, or is it what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. Question your actions about your why. Why do you do what you do every day? What lessons are you getting from where you are now? Ultimately, I believe these specific lessons are preparing you for your purpose within a time of your realization of it being leading towards your purpose. Now, regarding my purpose, I would always work for the opinion of my older self. At 50 years old, I want to be proud of myself for the things that I'm doing right now at this age. This was solely based off observing people of their age range talk about not feeling whole because of the things that they wish they would have done. And take the time, you know, and find somebody that's older than you and who you value as a person and ask them what's something that they wish they would have done more when they was your age and pay close attention to what they say. And with that being said, I'm appreciative of y'all made it this far in the Progression Through Perspective podcast. And again, I am your host, Johnny D. 
And oh yeah, we're gonna be releasing a special podcast if interested this Sunday. We are going to really, 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 really enjoy that one. It's gonna be based on a topic, like a real popular topic. <laughs> and you know, it's it's something that means a lot to, to to everybody as a person, no matter your walk of life. You feel me? You understand this. And uh with that being said, I appreciate y'all listening again. Remember, slow motion. Better than no motion. And by that, I mean slow progress is better than no progress. Like I just said, man, y'all be smooth. And I'm out. Johnny D.